Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Episode 63, Jimmy Song says Bitcoin Cash is fiat. Interested in Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a very vague concept to a lot of people. Need to know more about cryptocurrency? We're going to talk about the basics. You know, this is something that people just have no idea about what crypto is. How about buying, selling, and mining? Tony, I think that's one of the things that's going to make us a little different from some other shows. We're getting our hands dirty. Then listen to Gary Leland and Tony Sakala, better known as the Crypto Cousins, on the Crypto Cousins Podcast. This week's price. This week's price in Bitcoin, $6,358. That's up $104 or 1.6% over the last seven days. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Gary Leland here. And this is Tony Sakala. And we are the Crypto Cousins. Hey, Tony, what's going on, dude? Well, we are the Crypto Cousins for just about a year now. Getting ready to close this peak of the year. Let me do my promotion here. <laughs> Our anniversary is coming up on September 28th. That's like uh, 10 days from now. It's coming up. So September the 28th, we are having a party in Dallas called the Cryptiversary. It's our first year Cryptiversary. If you're in Dallas, Fort Worth, you really need to come. But if you're anywhere and you have uh, some airline miles or whatever, you should come to Dallas. Go to on Facebook. Uh, we have a place thing on Facebook and on Eventbrite. So go to CryptoCousins.com slash party if you're on Facebook. Or CryptoCousins.com slash party2, the number two, on Eventbrite. And go ahead and get the info and register because I think this is going to be a pretty good time. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's, um, you know, the agenda is to just come out and have fun and uh, meet other people and uh, have a drink and uh, enjoy yourself. And uh, it's a good time of year to be out in Dallas. So we're going to talk about crypto, Bitcoin. And it's not a formal thing. I mean, it's just a, a party. It's we've, just we, a party. we've got this uh, area reserved that uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but if you go to the links, cryptocousin.com slash party or cryptocousin.com slash party two, if you go to either one of those, you'll see the whole kit and caboodle. That place has got the best margaritas in Dallas, supposedly. It's on the walking trail. I don't know how many people you might get tired of talking to me and want to go for a walk. But, Katie uh, Trail Ice House. Katie Trail Ice House. So come on down to the Katie Trail Ice House. On the 28th, which is a Friday, and I think it's like 6 o'clock. I want to see you there. We're going to have a good time. I mean, uh, it's uh, rare that uh, you just go to something and you just party. And that's what we're liking. I guess we could do our anniversary show next week, but maybe we should do it the Tuesday after the party. Uh, we could recap what happened at the party. And we could get some quotes from people. Get some great Bring quotes. a voice that's recorder a and uh, bring a voice recorder and we could ask people stuff and mm -hmm. play on it. So also, then, that's another reason to come, so you can have your chance to get on the Crypto Cousins podcast. Exactly, and promote your ICO. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, don't forget, uh, BitBlock Boom is taking applications for speakers right now, because that's going to be, when is that going to be, June? Uh, June 22nd, 2019. 
next year. So we're ahead of the game on this one. Last we one, are, we, yeah, we're yeah, last <laughs> year we like started about two months. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, we pulled it together though. Yeah, yeah. So go to bitblockboom.com slash speaker dash forum. Or if you just go to bitblockboom.com up in the top. Up in the top. You see it right in the menu. Speaker form. Yeah. And fill in. And, you know, we're looking for people talking about Bitcoin, Lightning Network, Bitcoin as a sound money, uh, those type of topics. Um, it's really a Bitcoin maximalist event, and uh, which means we're focusing on Bitcoin. We feel like there's a lot of uh, great innovation in the Bitcoin space uh, that we don't need to create yet another coin to do something uh, that uh, different. Yeah, this is a Bitcoin maximalist event. According to Saifedean, uh, it was the first Bitcoin maximalist event in North America he'd ever been to. Yeah, we really uh, enjoyed hearing from Saifedean and uh, helping him to kick off his uh, book tour for the book, The Bitcoin Standard. Yeah, so one more. This is just a little housekeeping before we get into the show. And those who are used to us know that we do a little bit. We got one more thing. Um, we're going to be at the Future of Blockchain Conference. What's that, October 13th? October, Friday, October 12th, and Saturday, October 13th in Dallas, uh, in Frisco, Texas, is the Future of Blockchain Conference. So if you're interested in all things blockchain, uh, there's uh, educational uh, days and there are expo days and there are, you know, talking days and they're bringing in folks to uh, do a lot of training and uh, we're going to have um, people speaking on blockchain uh, i think a professor from smu will be speaking uh as well and so uh she's she put together a really good lineup uh to look at the blockchain in general yeah yeah i think it's a good lineup um i'm not i'm not the biggest most knowledgeable person on the technology of blockchain itself i'll be real Upfront with that, so some of it may be interesting. I'll probably learn something myself, I would assume. Um, but we're going to be have we're going to have a table there uh, with our crypto cousins stuff on it, and then I'll be doing uh, some interviews and hanging out. And Tony will be stopping by, and I probably even will get a pass for my wife, so you'll be able to meet my wife, so she can come work the table. I need to put her to work. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She she she's really a good closer. That's for sure. She sold a lot of T-shirts at our conference. Yeah, she's a she's a salesperson. She, she was selling with her dad from the time he he owned a radio station, so he sold stuff all the time advertising. So she was out with him as a little girl making the calls. Make sure and check that out though at futureofblockchainconference.com. It's kind of a long domain, isn't it? Future. It is, but it says exactly what it, <laughs> it is. It says exactly what it is. It's not, it's not like Richard's name was uh, his event, the Bitcoin, Ethereum, Blockchain, Super, Super Conference, Conference, and more. I mean, or yeah. something. That mm-hmm. was a that, long damn name. <laughs> that was a long name. That was another one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But uh, and, check um, that out. And, yeah, but we're excited. And we're speaking in, on, in Austin, maybe. In oh, yeah, uh, later in October. Yeah, both of us are supposed to have different speaking sessions uh, at the Texas Bitcoin Super Conference. Uh, I don't even know when that is, but that's coming October, up. Weekend of October 27th-ish. Everybody I talked and- to about that doesn't know anything about it. I was talking to someone who's in the crypto that lives in Austin the other day, and they were going, I don't know anything about that. And I said, well, it's happening in your town, and you're in crypto. You might want to check it out. So hopefully that sh- that conference makes because uh, we're both speaking. What are you like sp- you're speaking on what mining? Mining. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of a dead subject. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, maybe I'm speaking on 
Uh, what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin. I don't know what you're speaking on. Uh, I think I'm speaking on um, Bitcoin. It's not what you think. Oh. That's my other talk. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm speaking on crypto wallets, I think. Yes, I do recall that. So mine is pretty uh, easy to do. So I guess that's all our housekeeping today. So that was pretty short and sweet for us dudes. If you're a first-time mm-hmm. listener, that was really short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's get into Jimmy's show. I, I saw Jimmy, and you saw it too, but I saw him. He was on a crypto cruise debating Roger Veer, and the debate was Bitcoin Cash versus Bitcoin. I really enjoyed Jimmy's part of his debate. I thought his debate was really, really well done, and he had titled his. He was coming out swinging saying that Bitcoin Cash – is just fiat money. And uh, I thought he did such a good job. I contacted Jimmy and brought him on. And, and you saw that, right? That I saw that Jimmy wrote on Medium uh, that Bitcoin Cash is fiat. Uh, and and then I didn't see the, the broadcast until the day of the, that we interviewed Jimmy. And um, I thought I thought that it was an interesting circus. I actually thought it was a circus, and I think that the circus atmosphere is in, was engendered by Roger Ver. Uh, he is um, very manipulative, uh, and he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he's smarter than people think. Uh, and I was I just thought it was interesting to watch it from that perspective. Uh, you know, here Jimmy tried to come out and uh, be – a gentleman and have an actual debate like they, you know, used to do. Uh, what was it like the Douglas versus Lincoln debate or something? You know, he right, wanted the right. and uh, and 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 it didn't turn out that way. It was um, it was like a circus. So it's very it's very good to watch to see, uh, you know, what can happen when you um, approach someone who. Uh, doesn't play by any rules. Uh, and actually, I, as I mentioned to Jimmy, I think he plays by the 40, 48 laws of power, which is a Machiavellian type of a strategy. Yeah, I, that's all above me. So I'm, I'm going to say that it was kind of like um, a professional debater against P.T. Barnum. There, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was something to watch. Yeah, he was doing some some strange stuff. And then we got Tom Vase in the, in, in, in the mix. Yeah, and Tom Vase, well, he did another one, so we may want to get him on his – and his his debate was also well done. But it didn't seem like um, Roger was as P.T. Barnum to Tone as he was to Jimmy. Yeah, he was really – he was really geared up to rattle Jimmy. Uh, I think the Tone thing was actually – it was like a, it was like an add-on because they had extra time and, and Jimmy was like, no, I'm done you know, with the format. He really wanted to stay with the format. And Tone was in the pool. He was like swimming with Leah. And oh, that's why out. he didn't have a shirt on during the Exa- debate. He yeah, just got out cruise. the pool and walked up there. He was there. wet. I saw him. His bathing suit was wet. So, you know, he was – and then and Leah gave him a towel and he toweled down. And he's like, all right, give me the mic, man. And so he really uh, – <laughs> that was He was really, off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really – So, mm-hmm. yeah, and which was also – if you find – if you get a chance, go to YouTube and watch those. It's really kind of interesting. But let's get on to, I guess, um, Jimmy's uh, show. You want to give – this is Jimmy's third time on the show. It is. That ties he, him he, with he Trace Mayer. person with, uh, with three. Yeah, no, Trace has got three. But Trace's third was just a clip he sent in. Ah, uh, that's true. So I don't know if that really counts. Maybe that's two and a half. Yeah, that's more two and a half. Jimmy's <laughs> number three. Okay. So Jimmy's our first three-time uh, person on the show. You want to uh, go over his bio in case someone doesn't know who Jimmy is, and then we'll go into the interview? Sure thing. Jimmy Song is a Bitcoin developer and entrepreneur based in Austin, Texas. And he attended the University of Michigan and graduated with a degree in mathematics in 1998. 
He has a background in software engineering and blockchain and is an advocate of sound money for the benefit of society. So uh, that's Jimmy's uh, quick bio. He's also an outspoken leader and educator in the cryptocurrency world with over 83,000 followers on Twitter and over 14,000 followers on Medium and YouTube. And we're trying to get him to make an appearance at uh, Get Involved with BitBlock Boom next year, which is not set in stone yet, but uh, we're talking to him about it. We're in discussions. We're in negotiations. In negotiations. Yes, (laughs) negotiations are going strong. (laughs) Well, not really. Not very strong at all. We talked for five minutes the other day after the interview. But for us, that's pretty strong. Yeah. So let's go to the, uh, the interview with Jimmy. And this is Jimmy Song claiming that Bcash is fiat. Well, Jimmy, thanks for coming on the show again. This is uh, another appearance of you on the show, one of our favorite guests, one of our Texans uh, guests. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure to um, you know talk to some fellow Texans. Hey, I just want to ask you one question, a Texas question. When you go to events, like uh, I saw you on the – the last event I saw you at was the cruise, um, the crypto cruise, I guess, and you have on your hat, which I'm very used to, and your boots. Do people give you a hard time? Well, um, not really. It's not a crypto question, but it's just a Texas question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there there are people I think that get offended by that. I, I'm not I'm not sure why. It's it's more that they're offended by me and they blame the hat and boots and call me a clown <laughs> or something. But oh, okay. that doesn't really bother me. I mean, like these are probably. 300 pound guys and you know their mothers what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at u.s customs and border protection we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Basement or something that are typing it out on uh, on Reddit uh, uh, instead of saying it to my face. So I, I don't really count them very much. And, and have spent no time in Texas, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. Some people just get offended by Texas for some reason. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like, uh, I, I don't want people that wouldn't like me in real life to just, like, uh, come up to me, so like that kind of keeps them away. I think so. I, I'm I'm fine with. It. Hey, that sounds like a good point. Well, anyway, I saw you. I came home last night, or maybe night before last, and turned on my YouTube, which is now all I seem to watch is crypto stuff on YouTube. Where a year ago I didn't watch YouTube at all, and uh, now that seems to be all I watch. And here's Jimmy versus Roger Veer in a debate about Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash. And which I thought you did such a good debate, though. I mean, I like the way you did the debate. You know, you did a Lincoln Douglas style debate where you both had like 10 minutes and five minutes and questions. I just like the whole way you do it. it I, I thought personally you won the uh, event, uh, the debate, but I wanted that made me contact you immediately the next morning. I contacted <laughs> you and said I loved your topic um, and wanted to have you on the show. And you had in your part of the debate brought up that Bitcoin Cash was a fiat money and gave your reasons. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to just get the conversation going because I thought that was such a good conversation and I thought you presented your case so well. Mm. Well, I mean, thank you very much. You're, you're, you're really too kind. Um, I, I did prepare quite a bit for this debate because, uh, as you guys know, I, I debated Roger back in December 
or he was more like a guest on my YouTube show. And I don't know, it, it didn't go exactly the way I wanted to. And I didn't call him out on a lot of the stuff that he was saying because, um, you know, I was trying to be nice and stuff. So I, I took a lot of time to prepare um, and I, I published like everything I said in that speech, pretty much I, I put up on Medium, uh, along with some rebuttals that I had for points that I thought he was going to make. And I, I did this. Uh, I, I've been working on it for a few weeks and make sure that I phrased it the right way, um, that I made the right analogies and so on. Uh, a lot of people seem to get uh, or there, there's a bunch of people on the Bitcoin cash side that are like, oh, Jimmy doesn't know what fiat money is. It, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, they, they seem to think uh, fiat money is just something that can't be converted to gold or something like that. And that's kind of a very old definition. Uh, a more modern definition is a money that is a, uh, that is controlled by a central authority that uh, that that can uh, some sort of authoritarian thing. That's I thought what would hopefully convert a lot of the libertarian types uh, that that would be listening in on the debate. Um, I wanted it to be a little bit classier than sort of the Jerry Springer style, um, you know, fighting that happens whenever Roger gets on stage with somebody. Um, Unfortunately, that didn't really work. Um, no, right so. from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys, you guys didn't. Uh, it, it's not on video, so it's not obvious. But uh, for about, so we were supposed to start at like one p.m. and uh, and uh, apparently, like the cruise uh, people, like just didn't allow. Like everything was like kind of running behind. And what the hell? Like it, it's on the pool deck, and like every other part of the conference was like in like. Uh, the theater where, you know, everyone can like sit and everything else. But for some reason, they moved this one up to the pool deck. So it was like kind of an awkward situation. And uh, and because like everything was running behind, there was a guy that needed to go and present his like 15 minute spiel before me. So I got there, you know, like 1245 or something. Roger shows up at like one. And we're, we just sort of have to wait while this guy is talking about, I don't know, I, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't just him on the cruise. He brought like his entire company. There were like nine or 10 people all just sort of like surrounding me, right? Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? There's a guy with a camera. Roger's got like a microphone. There's like several people just sort of like backing up Roger. Um, and they're just like, hey, uh, we didn't ag agree to this debate format, blah, blah, blah. And... Of course, like, you know, he agreed to the debate like a month ago. Um, I I talked to him in the hallway like a few days before. I talked to his staff, like, um, you know, a bunch of his employees like the day before because I couldn't find him. Um, and he's now like right before, like 10 minutes before the debate. It actually should have been like right when the debate started. He's like complaining about it and like sort of trying to agitate me. I think that's that that was really the point of it, uh, which is what all TMZ cameramen do. So uh, he like for 15 minutes before the actual video begins that you guys see, um, he's just like pointed a, pointing a camera at my face, like just trying to get the debate on his terms rather than my terms. And that, uh, I mean, I, I, I was obviously kind of like, what the hell is this guy doing? And the thing is, he, he'd been doing that the entire cruise. He was trying to like instigate people. I think like he was just kind of in a mood to fight. So uh, I did get kind of agitated and, you know, it was on a pool deck and everything else. So, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's well, that, kind explain, of like that explains something to me, Jimmy, because when you gave out the rules, you know, you mm -hmm. spent two minutes saying 
the rules. You know, mm-hmm. this is only can Douglas wait 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 5 minutes, five, you know, 2 minutes, questions, whatever. Roger came up and wanted to introduce himself because you had. And I don't even know if you actually even said your name. Um, <laughs> but, and, but uh, he was, like, really insistent. And someone even got him a mic so he could, like, introduce himself because you got to talk. And you were, like, really frustrated with it. So mm-hmm. I was kind of going, well, I got frustrated really quick. But there was a lot of stuff. That led up. He was to- claiming like uh, he wanted at the end to like poll the audience to see, you know, who won the debate. And of course, like 10 of his employees are in the audience. I don't have any of my employees in the audience. He's been giving out like free T-shirts to people all week. And, uh, yeah, and he's like, you didn't have uh, women wearing BCH bikinis. Yeah. B- <laughs> bitch, please T-shirts or whatever. I mean, it, it was just kind of like he was asking for kind of ridiculous stuff. Uh, and and I was just like, I, I didn't I like I had to like go away from him and like sit somewhere else for a little bit before the debate. But he, he just he kept trying to press my buttons, you know, like that. That's his his thing. He, he wants it to be very Jerry Springer, very TMZ, like very lowbrow. I, I was aiming for a higher quality debate, which is why I prepared so much. I wanted to make sure that I made a case um, instead of just calling names or uh, judging by, you know, how, who loses their cool or something like that. I didn't want it to be like political. I wanted it to be more about the economics, which I think I, I, I thought he would respond better to than. You know, like I, the technical aspects of it. I, I could have talked about RBF or Segwit or something like that, but I knew he didn't know very much about that stuff. So I wanted to keep it at an economic topic. And you know, Well, he, I think he, uh, I, think, I think he actually complained that you had notes <laughs> and that he didn't have notes, that you were prepared. And he was like, and he was like, I didn't know we could do, th- I, I, I was kind of confused on that comment as though he's going, I didn't know I could prepare. I mean, yeah, I was confused. I w- <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? The strange thing was, I mean, you published your article September 10th on Medium. I mean, it was very clear to me that what the format was going to be. Uh, was, so I published it maybe a couple hours after the debate. So oh, that, I, that, see, that I, see, I see. I see. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I mean, like, you know, all of his employees, like I, I was on another panel later that day and uh, one of his employees was like, hey, but you you had notes. You were you were speaking from a piece. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, but well, Roger didn't get to prepare. I'm like, and whose fault is that? Like, that's not my fault. That's your boss's fault. Your boss didn't didn't go and prepare. So, yeah, I, I don't know. They they they're trying to cast it as sort of like some unfair thing, despite the fact that they go up and ambush people all the time with their cameras. Now, uh, it, it it just seems very hypocritical, and I, I don't know. It, it was just it, I I had never met Roger Ver until this cruise, and up until this point, I always sort of thought of him as somebody that was a little naive, but still pretty sincere uh, in what he wanted. I, I'm I'm not sure that's like the right impression. It's no, uh, it's that's not the impression I get. Yeah, that, it's it's something no. else, and I I don't know I I don't know what it is, but it isn't my it isn't what I had thought it was. Well, I thought I like I said I thought it was um, very just very strange the whole debate. I thought you were very well planned. You had your point sure to make. You were trying to cause a debate, and then 
um, it was to me, even at the beginning, as though he was trying to fluster you. It seemed you, like you saw that with the agitation of, of uh, everyone seemed agitated, and then he slid his his chair right up to the podium. Well, not only and, that, he I, I don't know if you I, like just watching the video. I'm like, oh my gosh, he he's like trying to distract me the whole time. That's you know, what I thought. He was like. Yeah, like he's like grabbing stuff from the podium. He's like placing water up yeah. there. He's, uh, you know, he he he's trying to like make gestures so I would see him out of the corner of my eye and stuff like that. Just um, like over and over again. It's like, wow, that that's really kind of lowbrow. It's it, it's like he doesn't think people will notice this stuff, I guess, or he does it by instinct. I have no idea, but it's just. I uh, yeah, it was it was just a very well, strange. Situation. Well, your first ten minute session, you went first. In mm-hmm. your first 10 minutes, you really played your points out as to why you thought the Bitcoin Cash was a fiat money. And mm-hmm. then he got up for his 10 minutes, and he, like, said one sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, he offered me the bet. He said, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll offer to bet a million dollars. And then uh, he said, oh, that's just a bunch of nonsense that he said. Right, and I look it. forward to refuting every single point during the question and answer because I don't have a notebook. Uh, okay. Um, so you, you didn't come in prepared with any sort of speech. You didn't even come prepared with a pen and paper. It, it was just really kind of strange that this was the, I, 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 I mean, I had practiced this with other people. I, I, you I took it serious. thought he would, I, I thought he would, uh, he would bring up certain points that I thought would be decent counters to mine. And I had, preparations for those counters and stuff he didn't do any of that he just said uh you know it's a bunch of nonsense as if that's enough i i mean like he uh, he had there's one quote from that debate i think later on when he um when he was talking to tone base that i think revealed a little bit uh of his psychology which is uh you know i i may i was the reason that bitcoin was popular and I'm going to do it again with Bitcoin Cash. I, I think he honestly believes that he's the real reason, and and that all of this um, other stuff is just like all the technical details and all that stuff doesn't really matter. It, it's his promoting abilities, and it's his um, you know like evangelism of Bitcoin that made Bitcoin what it was. It, it wasn't about the technology or the scarcity or anything like that. And he, he, I think he honestly believes that he can do the same for Bitcoin Cash. Well, I do want to say in the beginning, on your part, you did start off your talk thanking Roger for the early days of Bitcoin, you know, for how he did go into Bitcoin, and that you said that uh, you thought that deep down he had a desire to help mankind, I guess, basically. But then it appeared that <laughs> you might have been wrong. <laughs> I, I still think that there's, you know, he, he's got at least good intentions. Um, I'm not sure that he's going about it the right way. Um, and, you know, he, I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys know what sea lioning is, but uh, that's mm-hmm. totally way, what he yeah. might. Yeah. Like, I learned mm-hmm. that term. Out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what he does. Would you explain that to me? Uh, so a sea lioning is this uh, debating technique where... Uh, you, you're just polite, but you don't make any points and like whether or not you're polite or not, that's called sea lining, right? Like just sort of like, uh, accusing the other person of being not civil and that that's really your only argument. And that that's what he does over and over again, right? Like, uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm being so civil and you're being all the, uh, all rude. Uh, never mind that he's pointing a camera at me and like sort of jumping me in the middle of whatever. Um, uh, you know, like it, it's, it's. That that's sort of the direction he's taken is uh, he thinks that by looking civil that that's that makes him win the debate. Well, now also before we go any further, uh, I just wrote this down while you were talking. And for someone who did not see the debate, um, you had mentioned a minute ago, or when we were saying his first time he came up to talk, that all he did was really make the bet, and we didn't say what the bet was for anyone who didn't see it. But if I'm correct, he bet you a million dollars in your choice of crypto. Apparently, he didn't think so. I have to go back to my people and check these numbers. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they, <laughs> this, this is exactly what Roger's going to do. I mean, they, you can always tell when people don't really believe their position because they're, they're, you know, just sort of like, you know, hedging or hemming and hawing. And like one of the big indicators for me that like I, 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 I was pretty sure that Joe would never bet me. Was when he was when I said one hundred Bitcoin, and he go, "That's it." That's uh, that's <laughs> typical. That's a very typical response of somebody that wants to, um, like, sort of get out of the bet. It, it, it's a way uh, by like sort of changing the terms or pretending that it's too small for them. That that's a way for them to get out. That's uh, that's usually how people that are trying to get out of something think. So well, you know, Laura thought y'all were coming on to do the bet too, though. So it wasn't just yeah. you. Laura was the same way, I believe. She's going, wait a second. I thought, I thought this is what this was. This was the, the get down, let's get it done. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And that's another bet too. So that didn't mean to take us off. People usually propose bets when they don't really have arguments. And I, I think that's what Joe was doing. I think that's what Roger was doing. They don't, they don't really want to like attack the substance, so they they want to still sound serious. So they go, okay, well, I'll bet you that you're wrong. But of course, they don't end up following through. So it's all sort of empty bluster on top of empty bluster. So I don't know. It, it's it's just uh, well, I, I really just I don't know why, but it really stuck me to the screen. A point, another point that you made during your talk that I thought was really good as to how it was centralized our Bitcoin Cash was centralized as to uh, Bitcoin is the fact that there's a central entity promoting it. Yeah. There's yeah. no company promoting Bitcoin. They aren't giving out T-shirts. Bitcoin doesn't have a company that is in charge of buying hats or running <laughs> advertisements or anything. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know what? Every other altcoin, every every other coin than Bitcoin, like uh, has like a foundation or somebody that's like promoting the hell out of it. Uh, including like if you're a small coin, you know they'll go and like pay an exchange to list them, right? Like stuff like that. It, it, it's just so prevalent in this industry that people take it for granted. But you know the only actual decentralized one is Bitcoin. Um, you you have people like Roger and uh, and Jihan just promoting the heck out of Bitcoin Cash. They are funding all sorts of companies that don't make any sense. Um, Merely because they're on Bitcoin Cash, and th this is common with Ethereum, EOS, and Neo. So they'll go and um, you know fund companies to build stuff on their platform because they don't have anything. They they don't have anything, so they they're like, okay, well, if we we can just pay somebody to build it for us. Um, that's the kind, of, and of course, these companies aren't like the best companies, right? Like they're just in it for to collect the paycheck from these guys. So. It, 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 you know, you you end up with very poor quality companies. I, I don't know if you guys saw the launch of uh, Money Button, uh, but that thing is a complete disaster. It's uh, it's by um, <laughs> it's by Ryan uh, Ryan X Charles who did uh, Yours.org, but you know he launched that. You you literally can't do anything on there, and it's it's a completely centralized system. Guess who they're funded by? They're funded by Bitmain. Wow. They're 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 uh, and you know. It's not unlike, uh, you know, government subsidies, right? Like uh, this is Bitcoin Cash subsidizing these poor companies that would never make it in a normal uh, capital economy, uh, capitalist economy. Um, uh, instead, they're getting subsidized by these giant cent like central bank ish, like government ish kind of entities. And uh, and they they continue. They live this like. Sort of like dependent existence uh, instead of like actually winning on through of like a lot of other companies too, right? Like uh, you know all the all these uh, things building on Ethereum or EOS or whatever. They're they're a lot of them are kind of zombies. They they don't actually produce anything, and they're getting subsidies off of uh, off of these uh, you know networks that are sort of paying them to keep going. So. I, I don't know. It, there's a there's a lot of inefficiency out there, uh, and it's not unlike you know what what happens when government intervenes in the market. It's it's very much you know skewed incentives and all sorts of things like that, uh, which thankfully we don't have in Bitcoin. But it, it, man, is it prevalent in Bitcoin Cash and EOS and Ethereum and all these other places? You know, whenever like this show, Jimmy, when this show goes up, I will have more comments on this episode from Bitcoin cash people than <laughs> any, than the total comments on the last 10 episodes. This happens every time. Like I do uh -huh. uh, every morning a show, the four minute crypto show and it's four mm. minutes and I go over one news article. And if the news mm. article is about Bitcoin cash and not in a good light, I'll have four or five comments on there about how I don't know what's going on. It's old news. It's, uh -huh. you know, all this stuff from Bitcoin cash people. They are very, protective and defendant of where Roger was saying it was the Bitcoin people who were. Um, mm -hmm. I've said bad things about Bitcoin on my shows, and I've never had a Bitcoin person come in and make bad comments. Yeah, know? and, and I, I think what you're, what you're discovering is that this is, this is what happens when your coin is centralized. Right now, if you can't be a 
Bitcoin Cash fan without also being a Roger fan, because Roger is the leader of Bitcoin Cash right now, right? Like, uh, and you can't you can't be an Ethereum fan without also being a Vitalik fan, because Vitalik is the leader of Ethereum. Uh, and you know, like it, you guys are, you know, sort of like uh, in the media or reporters or whatever. Like, if you ne- needed a quote about Litecoin, who do you go to? <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so obvious that like uh, all of these coins have a clear leader. It's centralized around this person, and uh, and when you're centralized, you have to defend your leader because your leader represents the coin. And it isn't necessarily about the tech or anything like that. Uh, it, it's about defending the person that represents the coin, uh, which is a very centralized mindset. Like um, you know, you can't. You can't really be like a, you know, a, a Democrat without supporting, you know, um, I don't know, uh, Liz Warren or somebody, right? Like, it's right. they're they're very like linked together, and this is what happens when you have centralized power. With Bitcoin, like nobody really cares if I say whatever because I don't represent Bitcoin. I'm not a leader of Bitcoin, right? Like, I I could go away tomorrow. Nothing nothing really bad would happen to Bitcoin. Uh, but you know, Roger goes away tomorrow. Oh man, is Bitcoin Cash in trouble? Jihan goes away tomorrow. Oh man, is Bitcoin Cash in trouble? Uh, Amory Sachet goes away tomorrow. Yeah, is is Bitcoin Cash in trouble? With Bitcoin, it's like, well, any one person can like uh, go away. It doesn't. Nobody really cares because that's not what Bitcoin is. It's not. It's not wrapped around a particular person. So for Bitcoin Cash people, like Roger and Bitcoin Cash are so inextricably linked that they will defend them. On anything, uh, he could say the sky is yellow or sky is green or whatever. Like he, or I, I don't know. He could say one plus one equals nine or something, and uh, and they'll defend that because it's not about the technology or anything like well, that. It's about, it's about a tribal thing. They're also besides being in the tribe that they really are are they're paid shills. I mean, these people are being paid like the Dash people were being paid to mm-hmm. support. And Roger did a lot of support of Dash. I just learned that recently. I didn't realize that he was supporting Dash very, very much. And so these paid shills are, uh, you know, that's what they do. They say they're uh, they're not uh, uh, shills, but when you, someone's paying you to say something, you do that. I think there may be some shills. Uh, there, uh, pretty much anyone that holds Bitcoin Cash uh, has to be a shill. That's the only. That's their main strategy is to discredit Bitcoin so they can become Bitcoin themselves. That's their hope. It's uh, it's a lot of wishful thinking, um, uh, and I've seen this sort of behavior among Ethereum people as well. They think that if if Bitcoin dies, then they get to be the king or something like that. And not as blatantly as uh, Bitcoin Cash people, but it, like there, there's definitely something about that. But again, like this is their strategy, right? Like they, they want to uh, discredit Bitcoin and and have this. Uh, they they think that by discrediting it, they'll they'll win. Um, and I, I and I don't think that's how this stuff works. And this is their strategy right now. They're taking their lead from Roger Ver. Uh, but you know, I mean. They they can try whatever they want, um, but the markets I think a lot smarter than they are. Yeah, you know, one of the points you made, or one of the questions you asked, you know, at the end y'all both were asking questions back and forth, and I thought this was such a good question. And Roger was like, "That's a stupid question." 
which I guess if it was a good question, you would expect that to be the rebuttal. Um, but you asked him if Satoshi was God. <laughs> and I just thought, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good question because of the way he's talking about all these things that Satoshi wanted as, as if Satoshi was never wrong. And you pointed out the one-offs and other, other errors in Bitcoin that they didn't even fix when they did Bitcoin Cash. Yep. And so I just thought that was such a good question and point you brought up. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he does sort of appeal to Satoshi quite a bit. And, and the big thing that I wanted to point out there is that this is all m- emotional manipulation, right? Like uh, it's associating himself with Satoshi. And uh, Craig Wright's trying to do the same thing with, you know, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision or something like that. It's not about the ideas or the economics or the technical stuff. Uh, it's it's all about emotional manipulation for him, and uh, and that to me is kind of sad. I I think that's a very low view of humanity. I think people aren't that easy to manipulate, and they want real value, not not like uh, you know clown things like he's doing, just sort of. Um, performances or uh, I mean he's using like every political trick in the book I I, I don't know uh, if they think that by discrediting me they discredit Bitcoin like I said I'm, I'm I don't represent Bitcoin so like discrediting me just first of all w- in the best case scenario only discredits me uh, doesn't discredit Bitcoin at all because I don't represent Bitcoin uh, but you know like on the other side like the downside for them is that you know if they fail to discredit me, they just look bad, uh, which I, I hopefully that's what happened. But, you know, it, it's uh, this is what happens when you have a centralized system like Bitcoin Cash is that instead of it being about ideas and merit, it becomes sort of this personality political thing. And uh, and that's that's what what Roger was trying to do. He was trying to discredit me personally. It was about I, I don't know if you saw that question about, uh, have you read this yes. particular book or yes. whatever? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the stupidest question ever, because it's like, what the hell does that have to do with the ideas that we're talking about? And I, I, I like that's like uh, that's exactly what I hate so much about politics. It's uh, it's not about like this particular, you know, random fact that, you know, it's about whether or not you can actually do the job. And it's it's just so stupid. And I, I was like, OK, well, I refuse to engage in that. And, uh, you know, they're they're trying to, like, rake me over the coals about it. But I'm like, I, I'm not going to engage in that at that level. I want to talk about the freaking ideas, not about whether or not you and, uh, you know, he like this is very Jerry Springer. I, I, I was very frustrated. Well, I, I have to agree. And you brought up something I didn't know during this conversation that you had with him. And I'm just going through some notes I made while I'm watching his ear. See, I have notes, too. See, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of prepared. I usually <laughs> have, have pen and paper, yeah. Every show I do, I have some notes written down. But you said the statement, I didn't know this, there are 74, 74 different hard forks of Bitcoin. Yeah. And yeah. Bitcoin God is your favorite. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, because every single one of them is centralized, including Bitcoin Cash. And people just, like, they don't realize that you're giving up the most important thing for all of these other features. I, I mean, you're you're basically selling your soul to like paint your nails or something. It's a terrible trade. It doesn't make any sense to do. But, you know, I mean, a lot of these fork people think, oh, well, yeah, yeah, well, we, we got we got bigger blocks, so it's worth it. And it's like, no, it's not. And you, you just gave up decentralization. Um, and that's the main 
interesting property about Bitcoin. If you give that up, you're, you've more or less thrown out the baby. Um, and in exchange for, I don't know, like a sock for the baby or something, you, you don't, you don't have the baby anymore. It doesn't, it, it's like kind of useless without it. Right. Well, I, I just enjoyed the whole conversation. I really did. I would recommend to anyone to get on YouTube. It's on my channel. Just, uh, where's that at Jimmy? Uh, that's off chain with Jimmy song. Uh, so you can go to, go to my YouTube channel. If you search off chain, it'll be on there. And I cut off the beginning part, which everyone's distracted by. And I, I started with my speech and then, oh, okay. uh, and, uh, we end like right before tone gets on and tone put his part on his channel. So well, tone did a great job too. Mm, yeah, he did. He did. I thought, I thought he was really good too. I, I need to get in touch with tone. And get him back on here again. We love talking to Tony. He he really educated us a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought the, I thought both both you and Tone really covered your points so well. Oh, thank you. Thank I really you. did. Um, <laughs> is there anything? Because I know I said about thirty minutes. And I know we're over that now. Um, is there anything uh, that you wanted to make sure you covered about it that we might not have brought up or anything? Because I don't want to be missing something out. And you go, gosh, I wish I got to say that. <laughs> There probably is, but, you know, I mean, like, it, it's fine. I covered the important stuff in that Medium post so that that's out there and people can read it and uh, see my arguments in written form rather than speaking form because, obviously, I was being distracted by Roger and, um, you know, like sort of agitated by him and everything else. I don't think there's that much to say. Uh, and, you know, other than, you know, I'm probably not going to do this again with this guy. Uh, I, I mean, he... I, I, like just his be behavior, just uh, it, like he, he's not interested in the kind of debate that I would be interested in. And let's just leave it at that. But yeah, it, it, it was an interesting experience. We'll see who's right in a few years. Hopefully he takes me up on the bet. I'm very pessimistic, but um, we'll, we'll see. Tony, anything you want to say before we get out of here to uh, Jimmy? Because I think I've been hogging up to talk. I, I... Well, well you're, you were very excited about it. I just, uh, I watched it today as well. And uh, and I did, one of the things that I, I noticed is that, you know, he's not, Roger is a very, very brilliant guy. And I think what he's doing is he's using the 48 laws of power. If you've read or heard of them, you know, mm -hmm. very, very succinctly, uh, he really does know how to draw people out emotionally and really knows how to uh, manipulate people in a very, uh, I would say, evil fashion. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I think that Rogers, uh, I think he's operating uh, at the very highest levels. I think what he and Jihan are doing is uh, very detrimental to the planet. And I'm glad you you took him on and, uh, you know, tried to show people what, uh, you know, what was happening here. But I think when you go against Roger uh, in any uh, in any way, shape or form, he's going to come at you with a the low blow and that sort of, uh, you know, shenanigans. Well, then we should be hearing from Roger for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, somehow I doubt it. Uh, like he, he, he kind of lives in an echo chamber. Thanks. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like his minions, I, his minions will take care of us. Yeah. I, and, uh, they'll, they'll be commenting on all that stuff. And uh, I mean, I, I just sort of, I, I've muted most of them on Twitter cause they, I mean, like, it's suspicious how many of them have, like, 100 followers, and that's it. It's like, okay, and, you know, they, they haven't been around very long. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just mute them. They're not adding anything to the conversation. I know exactly what they're going to say, and they're going to try to get under my skin. So I, it's not worth it. Well, Jimmy, uh, 
Give everybody all the uh, information where they can reach you at. You, I know you gave your website out, but uh, I'll make sure everybody knows how they can follow you or, or, or about uh, your classes you teach uh, and everything. Anything you want to tell everybody? Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm, I've been working on a book, and that's actually what I did during the cruise was I, I locked myself in my room and worked on the book, except for the panels where I spoke and stuff. So uh, that's going to come out pretty well. I, I got to finish it, but once it's finished, hopefully it comes out. But uh, pretty soon afterwards, it's um, by O'Reilly and Associates. It's called Programming Bitcoin. Um, you you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Song, uh, Medium at Jimmy Song, GitHub at Jimmy Song. Um, I, I run a two day programming course where uh, I teach developers about Bitcoin, and uh, and you learn about a semester's worth of information in two days. So. Uh, I've taught over 400 people, and uh, and I've had very good reviews about it. I, I'm I, I'm even adding new material even now, even though I've done it like 20 times. Next one is going to be in Prague. Um, I'm thinking about doing one maybe after that in Austin or something like that. We'll, we'll we'll have to see. We want to talk to you at another time about doing one next year uh, in mm. conjunction with Bitblock Boom, mm. you know, and set that up way ahead of time. You know, so have you your own room for two days at our hotel, you know, okay. uh, but we'll talk to you about that later. But we want to definitely hit you up with that because, um, you know, who else do we have? Um, we have Pierre Rochard and them want to do a classroom that day, too. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking we might uh, try to get a few people come in that want to do courses. And mm-hmm. then when their courses are over, do Bitblock mm-hmm. Boom. So that's something okay. we'll hit you up with later. Um, okay, sounds great. Yeah, wanted to let you know about that. Well, I do appreciate you coming on the show. And um, this was, like I said, I really enjoyed that yesterday. So I had to get you on here as quick as I can. And this will go out Tuesday. And uh, I guess this is the point where I say uh, this song is over. Steal your life. <laughs> it's, this song is done. Oh, ah! <laughs> I even messed that up. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jimmy. Good luck with the book. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. I enjoyed that interview. I like talking to Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy is a good guy, easy to talk with, and he um, he gave us some really interesting insights into what was happening on the, on board the ship. Yes, and uh, and things leading up to the debate. Yeah, yeah. No, it was interesting to get a behind the scenes look at it, and um, he did, it was interesting to hear that he's working on his book. Yeah, I I get the feeling that Jimmy doesn't pretty much screw around. He just does stuff and pretty much follows the rules. I think mm-hmm, that's the yeah. that's the feeling I get. You know, you you have people in life who are rule followers, and you have people in life who aren't rule followers. I may fall into the second one more than the first one. I think I I think I kind of like um, walk on the edge of the rules. Maybe I follow them, but I bend them as far as I can. But I think Jimmy's pretty much is a rule follower in this particular debate, and Roger was the non-rule follower. He definitely uh, <laughs> showed the contrast between you know how to do these sort of debates, and uh, it was just fascinating. So if you get a chance, listen to um, or watch the the YouTube video, and you'll see exactly what Jimmy was talking about. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to do a little bit of more of uh, my job here. I've kind of been slacking today on these. Yes, yes. There's not a lot of self <laughs> relentless self promotion has been slacking. I got, I got a. Uh, I tell you about the email <laughs> I got about how good I was at promoting, and the guy was enjoyed listening to the show because he was learning how to promote because I'm so good at it. And I, I couldn't <laughs> tell if it was like a dig 
or if he was being serious. Yeah, I think he was really, he really looked up to you. I mean, he, <laughs> he sees you as the, as a really, as a PT Barnum. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just claimed that Roger was the PT Barnum. <laughs> and so maybe that's not good, but I, I kind of like PT Barnum in all honesty. So I probably shouldn't have used that term with uh, Roger there. But. I have a lot of respect for PT Barnum. In fact, I'm uh, distantly related to PT. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, come on. Are you really? Yep. Yep. My um, sister-in-law. This is granddaughter. No lie. Well, that is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is real cool. Her husband, I haven't met him. I've only met one of your brother-in-laws. That wouldn't be the, the youngest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is really cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to tell her my P.T. Barnum quote I changed. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think, I think it, it, she would appreciate my quote, mm-hmm. you know, as a matter of fact. And for those listening, you know, P.T. Barnum always said, I don't care what you say, or basically, I may not have it exactly right, but he always said, I don't care what you say about me, just spell my name right. I claim that P.T. Barnum was alive today, he'd say, I don't care what you say about me, just spell my domain right. Exactly. (laughs) So I updated his quote. (laughs) So, uh, But be sure and uh, subscribe to our show at CryptoCousins.com slash subscribe. Also check out our other show, 4-Minute Crypto, at 4MinuteCrypto.com. Um, our YouTube channels are youtube.com slash crypto cousins and youtube.com slash four minute crypto. And, and of course, yes, you can call us with questions at 747-777-9471. Our email is at the crypto cousins at gmail.com. Um, so, and we yeah. do play those on the show occasionally. We haven't in the last mm-hmm. few, mm-hmm. but we do. Okay. We did a whole show one time on those. Mm-hmm. I love hearing those because, uh, you know, we, we want to get it a dialogue going on with our listeners and um, they have some really good questions. They do. They do. And we have some good listeners. So I guess that's about it. Except like I said, don't forget to go to cryptocousins.com slash party or cryptocousins.com slash party too. Cause you're just going to miss a good time if you don't. Oh yeah. I mean, we're going to have a really We're not charging time. anything. We're not making anything off it. You're just going to miss a good time. And I don't want mm-hmm. you missing a good time when you hear about it on the anniversary show. So that's it for me. Unless you got anything, Tony. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Well, adios. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Cousins podcast. Please share this podcast with anyone you know that is interested in cryptocurrency. Your friends can subscribe on iTunes at CryptoCousins.com slash iTunes and on Android at CryptoCousins.com slash play. If you want to know more about Tony or Gary, just go to TonySicala.com or GaryLeland.com. Make sure and join us on the next episode. And thanks for listening. The Crypto Cousins podcast and information in the podcast are not intended as investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are risky. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. Always seek professional advice before making any investment. Investing in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies may present tremendous risks. Please understand that you are using any and all information available on or through the Crypto Cousins podcast at your own risk. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.